0: Hello WKXL audience, very excited to be here, very excited to get a chance to share something special with each of you out there, you may recognize this voice from the sports machine with Slim, but today you are not here to listen to what I have to say. You are here to listen to something that a couple of people who are in studio and are involved with just an incredible, incredible organization. I want to really put a spotlight on these individuals, and I'd like to officially welcome to you Phil Nato from the Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club. Good
1: morning, Jim. Uh, And on behalf of the Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club or the Sunrise Club, call us that, thank you for accommodating us. Really, we're very grateful for for this opportunity. Mike Manning is with us. Mike Manning is a fellow, he's a colleague, fellow Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club member. He happens to be our treasurer. He handles all the money, so he's here because we have to be nice to him. and we, we are still friends at this point. He's also co-manager of the Open Door Community Kitchen in Pettacook. The Open Door Community Kitchen is a, is a project, is an endeavor that the Sunrise Club has engaged in for years, and for the most part, you'll hear from Mike, we hand out free food to people who are experiencing food insecurity in the area. So. I'm going to ask Mike, who's sitting right to my right here, if you can uh, tell us, Mike, a little bit about what you do and why you do it.
2: I would be glad to. I'm Mike Manning, and um, Open Door Community Kitchen is a – its a it would be considered a soup kitchen, but its it's set up for the camaraderie of coming in for a free meal, hanging out, talking, and just having a good feel. Free food and – We do Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, It started back in 1970 with a little older woman from the United Church in Pentecook saying, I want to give back to my community. And it stayed with the United Church up until 2012, where at that point we decided that the church wasn't going to be involved as much. We still have the kitchen in the church, but we at that point became a 503 charitable nonprofit and we've been serving meals ever since Um, we currently serve meals Mondays and Wednesdays um, from we serve from 415 to 530 and if you're uh, willing to come and help us feel free to reach out to me or contact me I would greatly appreciate it Um, as I said we started in 2012 and Looking back over the years, we've done close to 52,000 meals that we've given out to people in the Pentecook area since 2012. We're on target for this year to be about 6,500 meals. And um, we'll have the final numbers probably the end of next week. Um, it's just amazing the, the support we have from the local community a lot of the local businesses, local individuals, have always supported us with our donation drives. And that's, that's how we survive. You know, basically, we work with the Capital Region Program, we get so much product from them a month, but the rest of it's all from donations. So it, it's, it's key that we're out in the community getting those donations. And each year, we get more and more people involved. The <clears throat> Um, the issue we run into is we don't have enough people wanting to help us. Um, So like currently we we serve at least eight meals a month and then about every other month is that fifth week. So you do 10 meals. So we have three groups currently um, from organizations that come in anywhere from four to six people in a group and they'll put on a meal. And sometimes it's our our food that we use, and they'll come in and cook it and serve it, or other times some people will do like a tithing and and like instead of giving to your church, you give to open door, and then they cover the meal and they come in and cook it. What we try to do yeah, go ahead so what we try to do is lock people into a routine so Bob, for example, cooks every first Monday. John comes in the second Monday. Jane cooks on Wednesday, the first Wednesday. So we have three groups that are currently locked and loaded for certain days of mm-hmm. the month. The rest of it, I'm covering myself right now with my yeah. crew of servers.
0: Sounds like you've got a lot of yeah. work to do, Mike. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <Bye>. Um, Well, <laughs> it keeps me out of trouble, let's yeah. say. you know, off, I'd say off the streets, but not... Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it does, and it, but it's, it's very fulfilling because you see the gratitude that these people have for someone being there for them. And, 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 and nowadays, with the, the way the world is, people are living week to week, month to month. So if we can help them with a meal here or there to help with their you know, finances and just having a good feel, mm-hmm. we're all over it.
1: Yeah, Mike, um a few weeks ago, and I think it was the the day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You had your annual. Yeah. it was a Thanksgiving preparation meal. Yes. I, I stopped in, mm-hmm. and it was it was busy, and um, I was in the kitchen. There was about four volunteers, yourself. Uh, people were streaming in. Um, have you seen? Do the same people come in? Do, do you identify um, many of the people there? What, what impressed me was. It seemed like you knew everyone by name.
2: I've been doing it, like I said, it started in 2012. And at that point in my life, I was like, you know, I I have a house. I have a beautiful wife. I have a great job. I need to give back. I I felt at that point all of a sudden something clicked me in the head. (laughs) Time to give back. So I went to another organization to donate my time and got blown off, kind of. I'm not going to mention who. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, yeah. We're not here to put <laughs> anybody else down. We're here to but, build ourselves up.
2: But I was like, so I was like, okay. So I'm driving back home and I see the sign, free dinner. I'm like, oh wow, free dinner. I love food. Uh, so I went in and I checked it out, and of course, the, the guy that was in charge was there that night, and he started talking to me, and I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a chef. I'd cook a meal for you. Sure enough, boom, like two weeks later, I was like co-chair with him, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's been ever since. So I, I started pretty much in the early of 2013, and I've been running it ever, you know, mm. since.
0: From a sign yeah. that you saw driving by on the highway, this is how this, free, this thing yeah. took. A, a free it's, meal. It's spot yeah. in your life just based on a random sign that was out there that you acted yep. on. Yeah. yep.
1: Mike, you know what, what impressed me, Mike, is when I was there. Uh, that afternoon, I think it started at 4, it lasted until about mm-hmm. 6, 6.30 or so. Yep. Um, there were people coming in, and uh, meals were also given to them to take home. Right, and, yeah. and also, they were sitting down at the tables that we provided. I walked over uh, and started a conversation with, a, with, a, with an older fella, and he had just finished up. and wasn't saying a word, wasn't talking with anyone. And after he was done, uh, he just looked up and said, thank you. Yep. That, that was it. Just thank you. And he got up and left. And I think you or someone else gave him another meal to go yeah, home. Yeah, so
2: for the longest time, we would give – actually, COVID really threw us a curveball. So we kind of had to rethink how we were going to do it. We were lucky enough throughout COVID to offer up meals. And we never missed a, a meal except for, like, holidays and stuff that were not open. So we, at that point, we switched everything to takeout because we couldn't do in-house because of COVID, you know – restrictions. So once the COVID restrictions went back to normal, we, like I said, we were set up for in-house camaraderie. At that point, most people were still doing takeout. And we found that our costs were skyrocketing because of plastic takeout containers, all these like little hidden costs that you never really took into consideration when you were just using regular dishes and you were washing, you know. So we said, okay, we, and there were a few people abusing the system they were coming in going four or five meals oh i got a wife i got a kid i got a dog i got a cat you know and it's like you know we got we got to kind of streamline it so recently we've changed it so if you're in-house you come in at 4 15 you get a meal in-house you get to sit at the table and you get a takeout to take home if you come in for just takeout you get one meal so it, it's cut our cost a little bit, but at least some they're all still getting a meal. When, when we were, um, had a lot of people helping us, we were also
0: it open was, on Fridays. Too. Yeah, it was easier. It's easier to help more people when you have more people to uh, exactly. uh, provide the, the help. Absolutely. What yeah. do you think, Phil?
1: Uh, Mike, um, are we near? We're going to be winding down uh, okay. this segment.
0: I guess what? I'll, we'll come, back. I'll come back. We'll hold that. we come back. I'll we're come on back. WKXL. It's 1450 a.m. It is 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and we're always on nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back in a minute. everybody welcome back a special spotlight wkxl episode here the capital city sunrise rotary club phil nato wants to kick this piece off right now go ahead phil take the microphone (laughs) mike
1: thanks for all that i have a question a couple questions um this um food kitchen is operating a couple times a week and for all the number of years you've been doing it can you tell me, wh- where does the who funds this? How do you, how do you uh, afford all these meals?
2: Well, we, we work with the Capital Region Program, which affords us 20 free cases of food a month. Selected, like pasta sauce, pasta, macaroni and cheese, beef stew. Um, and the way that works is each month I can send over a list of what I need. The following month I pick it up i pick it up at associated grocers over in pembroke and that's part of the whole capital region program donations are key um that helps us pay for cleaning supplies um any type of you know food we go we have an account we buy a lot of our food from either market basket or sam's or one of those places we try to watch what's on sale and we try to give a good meal i mean we could we could give pasta sauce all the time, but we try to, you know, chicken, meatloaf, pork. We, we try to give them a, a little alternative than just the same meal all the time.
1: Now, I should know this, but as treasurer, uh, where does the, the Sunrise Club come into the picture?
2: Well, um, Rotary has is always known for doing grants, local grants and international grants, and We've been extremely lucky with the Capital City Rotary. I was about when I joined Rotary about five years ago. I was invited to come talk at a Rotary meeting. And at that point, they said, wow, you, what you do is really interesting. Would you want to become a member? And I said, yeah, I, I, everything you do is right up my alley. So I said, sure. And at that point, they started to see what I was doing. And they said, you know, you could really – you know, we could give you a couple of grants. And I'm like, hello, you <laughs> gotta speak to me. I'm all about that. And it worked out great because they've given us so much money a year on this local grant. And that, that is key. That, get, that funds a lot of meals. The other thing is we do four mailings a year. And we're very selective of who we kind of mail to because we're, we're tiny. Um, so we may do 250 mailing, you know, at a time our local base in Pentecook and parts of Concord are very loyal to us a lot of the businesses in that area know us and they have donated to us over the years and and so basically in in the course of the year so in January I say to myself okay I know that Joe Bob Jane or so much each year they kind of give and so I can in my mind
0: have a A ballpark of what I've got coming in for the year. And you're a numbers guy. If I could just interject, you are a numbers guy. He's Uh one of these people, I asked him earlier, can you just like do the spreadsheet and still talk to other people in a totally different conversation? Mike (laughs) is this type of individual. I don't understand these people. Are they all like you? Are they all looking to give back to humanity? Because if so, this is an untapped group that we really need to go (laughs) after more. Well, (laughs) I'm
2: definitely a numbers geek and I live and breathe numbers, and half the time, like my wife will say to me, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just checking some numbers. Here. No, he's,
1: oh. he's, I can attest to that. As treasurer, um, he reports on our, the status of our, of our income expenditures every month, and right down to the penny. In fact, uh, when the minutes are circulated after our meetings, after his report is circulated to everyone, I'll, I'll duplicate it. And I think I was off one penny a few weeks ago, and he called oh, me. Oh,
0: no. Oh, God. They called Here me,
1: and uh, yeah, so.
0: He called you. He, he called, yeah, hey, your yeah. math is wrong. So, yeah,
1: half a penny. I apologize. And uh, he took it out of my pay, which I don't really <laughs> get a pay. So I owe him a cent. Yeah.
0: So. Um, yeah, it's more the fact these numbers people, it's just like, don't mess with the numbers. They are the way they are for a reason. So,
1: he's yeah. been voted in uh, as their treasurer uh, pretty <laughs> yeah, much forever.
2: I. I, I, I I would be probably like like a Sheldon from like Big Bang or something, right? <laughs> what, you know, when it comes to numbers, I'm a geek. Mike, you know?
1: w- one thing I noticed also when I was there, uh, in addition to how busy it was, um, that the people coming in, and I think it was um, it was after four, but it was dark. Uh, by five o'clock, it was pitch black. Uh, the people coming in, I I think you, and myself could um, couldn't identify them from any other person that you would run into. Downtown Concord, my neighbors, they, they just, like, ordinary people. And I was just amazed how uh, the, the numbers of people that were coming in, f- probably for the first time, getting a, a meal uh, that they couldn't afford otherwise.
2: It, it, it's true. And a perfect example was the Thanksgiving meal that we just did. We, we served 55 meals. Um, full turkey, stuffing, gravy, man, the, the, the works. Pie. Everyone loves it, and so our focus is Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we have a big Christmas meal coming up on the twenty seventh. That will we're gonna do a whole baked ham
0: dinner and. What day of the week is the twenty seventh?
2: It, it's a Wednesday.
0: And that's intentional because that's one of the days of the week you typically right do Mondays and, yeah.
2: and and unfortunately this year Christmas falls on a Monday so we wouldn't have our Monday meal so Gosh. we'll do a Christmas meal on the twenty seventh. Um, and Rotary is cooking that meal. Rotary does for us once a month, they volunteer to come in and cook on top of what they give us throughout the year for donations. Now when you say so, Rotary,
1: you mean the Sun the Sunrise Club. Yes,
2: Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club. And this, we, we
1: emphasize the Capital City Sunrise. There are other clubs in the area that go by the name of Concord, Concord Rotary. We're uh, the Capital City Sunrise. There's mm-hmm. a distinction there. We're a small club. 13, we just inducted a brand new member uh, two days ago. We're now at 13, one of the smallest clubs in in our district, which is made up of 63 clubs. We're also an award-winning club, and we're gonna get to that later on in the program.
0: This is a relationship I definitely would like to learn more about is the relationship between what you're doing at the Soup Kitchen, Mike, and Rotary. I know you're a member of the Rotary. Obviously, Phil, you're a member of the Rotary, and that's how I headlined this. But the nature between the the connection of the two kind of organizations or groups, I think, is something the listening audience would love to hear more about.
1: And uh, we can certainly speak to that. For instance, um, on a district, again, our club, Sunrise Club, is one of 63. Do I have that number? 63 in the district, District 7870, uh, which is made up of clubs in southern New Hampshire and Vermont. Pretty big area. Uh, Outside of that, the Rotary International is divided into zones, but we we won't get into that. Uh, So our district, one of 63 clubs, small club, an uh, award-winning club. Uh, One of our projects, for instance, if we're talking about giving back, is during the pandemic. That goes back to, what, three years now, 2020? Mm -hmm. Uh, Our club uh, was involved in providing grants to the district, District 7870. At a district level, they were giving out uh, first aid, first responder equipment, supplies, kits to over 34 towns in our just southern New Hampshire and Vermont. Uh, the funding that was uh, just given to the towns to use at their discretion for that reason um, on a very local level. Um, two, uh, simply, here's another effort uh, that we traditionally engage in. Is that we partner with other humanitarian organizations? One in particular, Salvation Army. Everyone knows the Salvation Army. Uh, they're a large group. Um, they uh, we partner with them every Christmas season to bell ring, to ring the bell at designated sites. This year, it was at the Market Basket, Exit yep, Seventeen, Exit, Exit Seventeen, the brand the new Market one. Basket. Yep, and. Um, we, it's a very humbling experience. I did this probably 20 years ago, and I kind of shied away from it because eh, I don't want to ring a bell. Uh, yeah. Humbling experience. Well, humbling. that's
0: that's the one thing I learned here in preparation for this discussion. I learned the goal of uh, Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club, and I think the goal or, or mission statement almost for for all Rotary. It's my assumption is our mission simply is to help those in need. So we are talking about a group of people whose sole dedication, it's not for profit, it's not religious, it's not political. Their goal and their mission is just to help other people. You told me a story um, uh, earlier, Phil, that if you can tell it quickly, I would like you to repeat to the audience. Okay,
1: real quickly, I know we're pressed for time. At the uh, bell ringing um, um, traditional event that we participated in, December second, I was—I think yep. it was—at the Market Seventeen, uh, Market uh, Exit Seventeen Market Basket. The bell—the bell was stationed uh, at the entrance, and there was four of us, three of us there ringing the bell, and a a, a young couple um, with two children approached, and I saw the 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 father give a dollar bill to what looked like his five-year-old son. He walked over with the bell. He held the bill in his hand, dollar bill, like it was a gold nugget and he walked over to the (laughs) walked over to the red bucket tried to stuff it in there took a minute and um he looked up when it was done and like oh, i I accomplished something went back to his parents great role model what impressed me was i don't think that youngster knew what he was doing at that time other than putting a dollar bill into a bucket but that moment will stay with him for the rest of his life because when it's explained to him what he did he'll repeat that experience with his children
0: that is the type of example we need more of in today's society just doing good things even if you don't know what you're doing but you always have good intentions we're going to hear more about this i want to learn more about the local rotary here that you two represent we're on wkxl radio A special spotlight. This is 1450 AM. You can hear us on 103.9 FM in Concord, to 101.9 FM in Manchester, NH Talk Radio. You can listen to us live or at any time on demand. We're going to be coming right back. to get a piece of honest commentary from the host of the Sports Machine with Slim, yours truly. The rotary in general is, is just something I don't know a ton about, but when you start to describe some of the actions that that you people in the group are taking, it, it kind of makes me want to join. I, I think this could be something that would potentially improve my life. So if somebody out there is listening, Phil NATO, you're the president. You should be able to deliver a compelling pitch about somebody who might want to join your organization, somebody who's sitting right across the table from you right now. Well, thanks,
1: Jim. Uh, no pressure there. I appreciate that. I'm on the spot now. With <laughs> but we'd love to have you. Uh, and uh, my, my pitch, my address would be, this would be to anyone. Um, we, uh, we meet every week. At 7 a.m.
0: Oh, 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 let me stop you. Every week at 7 a.m. A- a- I have to a- be there? I know.
1: It used to be 7.15, but we backed it up to 7 because many of us want to get an early start so that we you know, go home and take a nap at 1 o'clock. Yeah. But, so 7 o'clock in the morning. I know. I know it's early. Uh, but it does allow people who choose to be guest speakers to come in, if they're working, to come in and start the day off. Have a little time to get to work, so it works out. It is and a
0: sunrise <laughs> for a reason. I'm, I'm hearing sunrise, this right now. Sunrise, yeah,
1: yeah. It's in fact, when we get there, the sun isn't out. It's, <laughs> it's not out when we leave, <laughs> but uh, that'll change soon. Uh, so, getting back to your question, <laughs> you, you're interested in being a member. We'd love to have you. Okay, you're looking at me like, okay, convince me. There's no money involved. Uh, Jim, we can't offer you any money. So, do you still are you still <laughs> that, interested?
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not driven by. Uh, okay. Money. Okay.
1: All right. So, open to anyone. What we're looking for, the average age of a of a Rotarian worldwide is probably middle. I have to be careful. Is the mm-hmm. is the new is the seventy the forty new seventy. The average yeah. age is, is yeah, yeah. 45, 50 years old or so. I fall okay.
0: right in that range. Okay, okay, Let's yeah. Go. check so, in the box, baby. Th- th- so
1: I'm doing good so far. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so really? what, I, what I would say for anyone, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 20, 90. We want someone, despite their age, their health status, whatever, with some energy. Uh, we have annual dues, but what I'm, what we are more interested in it's your time. It's your energy. We want someone who is willing to do the kinds of things that we do, whether ringing a bell, promoting herself on this show, uh, being engaged in humanitarian efforts with the Salvation Army, collecting plastic recycling. We, we want individuals who will uh, devote some time and energy to us. We, have, uh, we meet every week at 26 Washington Street. The old Penacook High School in Pennacook. Uh It's still be it's still in use, obviously. Mayor Valley School District owns owns it. We meet there once a week. Uh, come on in, stop in. We don't.
0: How long are the meetings for?
1: We don't have a coffee.
0: An hour max. Hour max. We All right, checking another box for me. No, Mike, no. you're the numbers guy. I yeah. like that. An <laughs> hour max. He throws that right in there. What else would you say, 60 Mike? 60 minutes. 60
2: what, minutes max. Not
0: what, 59, not 60. No, it what is. What would be some selling points or a selling point, the number one, that you would try to use to convince me? Because I need so much convincing to join this group. And actually, I don't need any convincing at all, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, looking at you, Jim, you have special <laughs> oh, no. talents. And, being,
0: and, being generous, by <laughs> <laughs> Listening to me, I have special talents. I don't know if they're looking at me.
2: And, and when I had to do a speech pr- pr- prior, and in that speech I said, everyone has a special talent that they've been given. And whether it's plumbing, electrical, cooking – it's time for people to realize what their spe- special talents are and, and, and give back to the people that are in need. And that's what Rotary is all about. Um, am I good at plumbing? Eh, no. <laughs> am I good at cooking? Yeah. So I take that talent and I put it towards a soup kitchen to help those people in need. Other people are, are good at marketing, are good at, you know, businesses and finances and stuff. I'm good at numbers, but I'm a geek. But... <laughs> But you take that and, and you take your talents and you use them wisely. And with the Rotary, we're able to tap people's talents and then you're giving back to the community. Mm. Uh, we do a lots of different little type of programs with the Rotary. Like this Saturday is Wreaths Across America and we're doing the Wreaths Across America. We're helping to put the Wreaths the on the graves of the, in the, in the cemeteries. We, we do the bell ringing. We do, years ago before COVID, we would also do a Christmas meal in Concord at the Pittman Building for the people there. We would cook a huge meal. And we're trying to institute that back probably into somewhere in the Pentacook area going forward next year. And, and just working with the backpack program, for example, at school. We, we tend to work with them, we work with- What's fr- the
0: backpack program at school?
2: It's a program that's set up so kids have food on the weekends. Unfortunately, a lot of kids only get meals when they're at school. And those
0: it. meals that you're, you're giving to these kids, they need to come from somewhere. And you know where they're coming from out there, people. You could say, "Oh, all the money or something." It really comes from the front lines individuals who are out there doing the work and organizing the systems, putting everything in place so that these these food items can be obtained and distributed. That stuff doesn't just happen. It takes people who are motivated to get up at Six o'clock so they can be to seven o'clock a.m. morning meeting to to deliver items like this that ultimately are going to lead to a better day for each one of those kids. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and but then you get to see the results, you know, and that, that's what makes you feel good. And and it's not because you want to do it yeah. to get notoriety or fame. Yeah. You're doing it because you want to give back, you know. Mm. And a lot of people just do stuff on the sly. You don't even know half of what people do. And that's great because, like I said, you have a special talent. Use it. Yeah, that's G- the key. Jim,
1: stop in anytime. We advertise. Uh, ask anyone just to stop in, a cup of coffee. Listen to us. Just sit and listen. Um, if you have any questions, we're we'll, we're open to any comments, uh, suggestions for anything. You'll see right away. People coming in are. We have uh, people from. Uh, we have realtors uh, who are currently uh, working, retired. We uh, dentists pharmacists uh accountants uh medical technicians people from all walks of life uh one of our guest speakers uh was the president of a local high school graduating class our youngest guest speaker 17 years old um
0: the day of energy (laughs) oh
1: oh yeah we have to yes more more than me
0: more than me yeah it
1: was embarrassing (laughs) it was embarrassing (laughs)
2: I hadn't
1: have my coffee yet, so, so I was Uh answer, So yes, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have your energy. I'm not sure what we're in for, Mike. If we if we do this, we can't say no
0: afterwards. My talent principle. is talking. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. tell you to. No, so, no,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, no, we appreciate your energy. You're very good at your, it. Your aimer uh, One one thing has stood out for me. Um, uh, we have a, a member uh, who's been a member for like 40 years, and he reminds us. Uh, every time um, he comes to the meeting, uh, is that we should remember to have fun. And we try and do that. We, um, we all get along pretty well, for the most part. Don't we, Mike? Oh Yeah, yeah. just, yep. just say, no, and yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. okay.
2: No, we do, and everyone's got different personalities, but everybody's on the same page when it comes to what the rotary is all about.
0: And, and that's the key. The fact that it's a smaller organization, as you're talking to me, and I say, well, there's only 12 people, now 13. We just inducted a new member. In the back of my mind, I go, well, it seems like almost there should be more people, but this is what's crazy about the rotary. I, I'm like trying to make the rotary exciting out there to the listening audience, but it, it could be totally exciting. We just know very little about it, but honestly, it is exciting when you guys are talking about doing things for other people. That's the sole mission is to help other people. Why don't we hear more about the rotary in society? Like, I guarantee you, if 90 people are listening to this, like 80 people are like, The what, the rotary, mm-hmm.
1: Jim? You, you hit. You've made the the main point here. People, whether it's on, on newspaper, print format, social media, that kind of stuff that we do doesn't make the headlines. It, 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 it doesn't make the front page, you know, five people, eight people in a Rotary uh, Club did a good deed. You don't see that in the newspaper. So we're left with promoting what we do on either a local level, a large scale, whether we whether we give money to uh, first responders or ring a bell, uh, we'd like to be out there so people can see us and stop and talk to us and just ask questions like yourself. I had never met you before uh, up until uh, last week or so, and the fact that you're even interested in learning more about us uh, is is flattering. So. Uh, we have a website, we have a Facebook account, and I was very quickly our Instagram site that we just opened about a year ago. We've got over 600 followers. If you're if you're there, if you got an Instagram account, it's Capital City Sunrise Rotary NH.
0: We are going to dig more into that. I want to hear more about the social media stuff and how you guys use it, and I want to hear about some of the guest speakers you've had at your other mm-hmm. meetings. Perhaps most importantly, I just want to learn more about how I can become a member. Uh, You got me hooked. We are listening to WKXL Radio. These are the types of individuals that I want to be having more on the WKXL Airwaves. You're listening to us on 1450 AM or more likely, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com, and yes, we will be right back with more good stuff to talk about. Isn't that nice? Things I was most impressed with when it came to the Rotary, specifically the Capital City Sunrise Rotary Club, was when Phil talked to me and mentioned a handful of guest speakers who they have had at their meetings. Phil, why don't you tell the listening audience and see if they're as impressed as I was?
1: I'd love to. Um, I just want to back up on your um, thinking about being a, uh, a member. So we're going to follow up on that. And uh, I can see you as a guest speaker at some point. I'm going to throw that out there. Okay. Okay, okay. We're on the air here. Do I get a commitment? This is what I do,
0: people. I impress people with my words.
1: So our our tradition, I say our, Rotary's tradition, is to uh, have guest speakers at their weekly meetings. And the function of guest speakers is partly entertainment value. We like to know more about... Uh, people who are making a difference in the world, uh, in their in their career, and we'd like to listen to that. Also, uh, when get, guest speakers come, uh, come aboard, and we draw them from our local population statewide, we even had a guest speaker last year who Zoomed in from Mongolia, I swear to God. Uh, and it was difficult to understand, but uh, yeah, it was cool.
0: What time was it there?
1: Uh, it was, i don't know it's probably midnight i don't
0: <laughs> that's dedication so,
1: yeah yeah we we hadn't had them back since then, so um <laughs> not a coincidence. <laughs> but but guest speakers are a traditional part of the uh, the rotary uh function of having of getting to know people and getting to know what they do and learning from that uh previous guest speakers uh we've been very very fortunate we're a small club, thirteen member club when we're not, not hundred and fifty people, so for any guest speaker that I reach out to who says, yes, like we're flattered. And um, for instance, uh, two weeks ago, was it Mike? Two weeks ago, we had Miss New Hampshire 2023. Now she's going, she'll be competing in the Miss America pageant in January. And she promised, and I had her commit. I put her on the spot and asked her if she wins. or if she doesn't, I want her back. Mm -hmm. She said she'd come back and talk about her experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, A week prior to that, uh, maybe it was two weeks prior to that, uh, John Formella, New Hampshire's attorney general, spoke to our, to, to our group. And he talked about his topic was his uh, role as chief uh, law enforcement officer in the state and how um, his office and the people under him has contributed to making New Hampshire the, these aren't my words, the safest state in the nation. So we talked about that. Part of the reason, part of the, uh, what we look for when we have guest speakers is not just simply to learn from them, but what we want is when they perform, um, after they perform their presentation, we want them to leave uh, the building, our meeting, with a more of an awareness of what we do. So guest speakers are more a function of, we want to educate the public. We're gathering people who make a difference in the world. and So, yes, we'd like to have you as a guest speaker.
0: Mike, you said you've been a member of Rotary now for for how long? Uh, Just about five years. Who's the most impressive individual from a guest speaking standpoint that uh, you have seen?
1: Well, Mike hasn't spoken yet as a guest speaker, so he
2: can't include
0: himself and, and, on that. <laughs> and you will be hearing from me in the near future, so uh, I just want to know what to
2: bump him right up to one. I sure want to know what yeah. I'm up against, yeah. baby. I'm yeah. very competitive. Okay. We
1: got it. Go ahead, Mike. But I, there's I, a whole list of people we have. Oh here. yeah,
0: I, you know, I, I couldn't really say one. Come the other. on, give me one. Boost somebody up. Who do you want to give a throw out of props to here? Boys,
1: boys and girls club uh, ex- executive director. He was yeah. What, um, what about Amanda uh, uh, Actually, Grappone? She
2: was very. I, I I would have to say Amanda Grappone, uh, Amanda from Caproni. She talked about how the dealership works, and it was interesting to see the background of that. I mean, it's a family run organization. Um, we've had we had a young um, author from I think she was from Nashua. Who is yes, she writes children's books mm-hmm. wrote them when she was a little kid and started right yeah. from then up and circumvents the system so she doesn't she does it all herself and explain to us how she goes about doing it oh yeah that's which interesting. which was so she doesn't get locked into all the bull stuff that have yeah. you have to yeah. deal with yeah. and her and it was it was it was fascinating yeah. so each week it really changes from Whoever the yeah. and the attorney general was very interesting. Yeah, Go ahead, still. yeah Mike, you got another list. Yeah. Well, he's got some people he wants to read
0: off. Yeah, up. yeah Go ahead. We, we could.
1: We've, there's a whole <laughs> list. We had one of our first ones uh, a year and a half ago. Was I forget her name? I apologize, but she was an author, an older woman. Yeah. I say older. I yeah. you know over over forty, uh, old, older woman who wrote about her husband, who uh, had died, uh, severe case of Alzheimer's. But her her book was devoted. To her caregiving experience, uh, heartwarming, touching, and pivot to that. To uh, we have a consentment, we have a confirmation. Uh, hopefully, he'll be uh, guest speaking after the first of the year from the Chief Justice of the New Hampshire Supreme Court. Uh, we're just waiting for a date that where he can clear his calendar. Uh, executive Director of the Boys and Girls Club, the President of the uh, High School Graduating Class, Mer- Merrimack Valley. Um,
2: we and had um, a couple of state trooper come in and talk to us. Two state from, troopers, yeah. That worked with the Homeland Security here in Concord, and we were able to eventually go for a tour as a Rotary Club of that establishment. So,
0: so let me ask you two a question as we head toward the home stretch of this discussion. You are talking to all these people. I just, with the Rotary, I wonder, from a promotional standpoint, to get the information out there to more people. You have these guests who, like, they all sound like pretty important people. I'm just curious, what do you do from, like, a social media standpoint? You said, Phil, earlier, the Instagram site. Yes, sir. What are you doing out there to really promote the Rotary? It's almost like it's designated, like, or you guys have decided to kind of just stay in the, the background to a certain degree. Am I well, wrong
1: with that? No, there, there's a lot of value in promoting on social media. We, we, we get that. But we also know that... Uh, a faster means of promoting ourselves is simply through word of mouth. Um, we have an Instagram site. Most of those uh, participants, most of those listeners are other Rotary members. That's cool, but we want to reach kinda, the public. We, we, we <laughs> want to reach people who don't have an association with Rotary so they get to know us. Yes. Uh, listening to a, high, a 17-year-old kid. Cool. We want to know what his perspective on was covid one of the things we learned was when the question was asked what what did you learn from covid did you miss uh uh school or would you prefer to be at home the answer was they missed the one-to-one they missed that one-to-one relationship that you get only get while in school pretty cool coming from a 15 16 year old so uh, getting back to guest speakers uh We look for people who make a difference, who have made a difference in the world. You certainly are making – that's a plug.
2: You're
0: really trying to bump me up. I I know. Is it working? Is it working? My ego is so big. It's to the point where I'm almost like, man, I need people to knock me down more. I'm surprised
2: he got through the door. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I
1: I wasn't going to say anything, Mike, on that. But, uh, sure, we – again, our next guest speaker hopefully will be the Supreme Court Justice. Um, There are other some big names that – in that we we want people to, to know more about us. So yeah. I'll and if put that you, off. If
0: you want to learn more about who's going to be the next big name speaker at their meetings, then guess what? You need to go in person. We can't do this for you. This is what we were talking about earlier. If you want to make a difference in this world, you need to take action, which is hard when you're sometimes bombarded with negativity and stuff like that to the point where you can't even hear about some stories from people that are actually doing Great things out there. But these people are just out there day to day doing the course, doing the work just accomplishing tasks and taking what they can from the goodness of the people that they're working with or interacting with. These are the people doing it. This is the power of the rotary. You, too, should be commended about it. So what do we want to say on the way out? Go ahead. Jim,
1: one quick. uh, We had two guest speakers uh, yesterday, yesterday morning. They're Ukrainian-born American citizens who developed, who conceived a a fund, a fund site called Dobro of New England that – where they send uh, humanitarian supplies, equipment to soldiers and refugees in Ukraine. And the all-woman group, five women, they traveled from Massachusetts, they got up at 4.30 this morning to come and visit us. We learned more about what they do uh, than I think that they learned from us. But there was a reciprocal relationship there. We t- I took them out, we took them out for breakfast, and she said to me as we were leaving, she says, what can we? That is her, her club, her organization. What can we do for you? Loved it. Taking it back to the meeting next week. We're going to promote that. That's the
0: attitude. That. Yeah, everybody needs that. We need more of that in society. Mike, what do you think? I know you're the numbers guy. When you pick your head up from your <laughs> spreadsheets, what's going through your mind?
2: I, I just look at the world today, and there is just so much that people can do. And a little step here, a little step there is, is the right direction. And... And like I said, everybody's good at something. Take that
0: and run with it. We're hearing the messaging people. I'm going to tell you, we're trying to do this with WKXL Radio. Every day I'm waking up trying to say, hey, what can I say with my words to help other people in some way, shape, or form you know what the outcome of that thought was today? To get these two on the air. Thank you very much to Mike. Thank you very thank much you, to Phil. Thank this you. this thank is you, WKXL, the first of its kind. Very special spotlight. You've been listening on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, or on NHtalkradio.com. What do we have in store next? Stay tuned and find out.